wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to say hello to you. Welcome to the program today. It's good to have you with us. Please stay with us for the whole hour because we have uh, prepared for you a program which you may like and you may be part of this too. You can send us a text message with a question, a thought, maybe be part of this program. Why not? We are going to talk about uh, how can I live a forgiving life. You may have some experiences to share with us. And uh, please don't hesitate. Come with us today and share uh, some of your um, experiences. The number is 04-888-80811. This is the number where you can send a text message and we'll be very happy to share uh, uh, live uh, today your thoughts. Please uh, make sure they have this number uh, saved there because we'll come a bit later with the offer which we have prepared for today. But I would like to say hello to uh, Tracy Papandreou. Tracy, it's good to have you with us here in the studio. Thanks, Nick. I had a little break for a couple of weeks, uh, so it's nice to be back here. Hi to all the listeners. And you may have another one next week, probably, <laughs> because I think we are going to broadcast from another location uh, oh, okay. n- next week. Yes, okay, we have I'm... big camp uh, here oh, in South that's Australia. Right, of course. And yes. we'll be very happy to broadcast. Are you coming to the big camp? I never uh, asked. I'm not able to get there. You so. see, you're not able to come. And that's why we'll be too far away to come just for Friday uh, yes. there, because we'll be two hour and a half uh, drive to the location where we'll have. Uh, the big camp this year. Well, always but, good for our listeners to get a little bit of variety, you know. Yes, I think, yes. Um, but I'm looking forward to um, to do something uh, different there. Yeah. Uh, Gary is organizing, you know, the team to to broadcast on uh, drive time from. Uh, I think it's uh, uh, is that Barmera. <laughs> well, that's where the that's where the camp is, yes. is going to be held. So yes. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Now, uh, just in case if you tune in for the first time, my dear friend, uh, and if you did that, please feel very welcome to Faith FM. But I just want to say a couple of words about Tracy, uh, because she had a break and people may just, uh, you know, miss out on the latest things. But Tracy is um, very passionate of sharing the good news, the gospel with as many people as possible. And through waves, she's happy to do that on Faith FM drive time. She's worshiping with the Adventist Church here in Adelaide, uh, uh, it, that's Brighton Church, is that uh, right, yes. Tracy? Yes, in, in Hove, in, in Hove. Amelia Street, Hove, and uh, we welcome anybody uh, in the Adelaide area uh, who'd like to come and say hi to to Pastor Gary, mm-hmm. myself and others. We, we always look forward to welcoming new people. And, you know, uh, while Tracy just said that, uh, my dear friend, if you want to... Uh, to, you know, just check, check us out, you know, uh, come and worship with us, uh, tomorrow. Most of the churches around the country, they will start somewhere around 10 o'clock. Maybe some of the churches 9.30 with the Bible study first, but generally 10 o'clock, uh, you'll have 11 o'clock, um, the main service. And why not to experience a Sabbath day? 
uh, with um, our church. Now this um, broadcast is sponsored, is supported by uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church and also by um, Adventist World Radio. And we are very thankful for that. Now, um, I have online also today David Delima from Family Voice Australia. Let's see if David can hear us. Hey, David, how are you? Thank you, Tracy. Great to be with you once again. Hi, David. Oh, it's good to have you with us, uh, David, uh, via phone. And we always appreciate your uh, input, you know, coming with us uh, and share um, a few things. And uh, today also I'm, I'm going to... Um, yeah, to look forward for what you have to share with us because you are always prepared to share even a little bit of a news there, you know, what's going on uh, uh, here in the country and not only. Uh, but uh, David and uh, Tracy, we are talking um, uh, under this uh, theme, Radical Forgiveness in an unforgiving world. I think that's a very big, uh, you know, theme to cover, you know, and, and we ask a few questions uh, during the week, like um, radical forgiveness. Is it possible? Is it possible? Should I forgive persistent offenders? Very important question and big question, you know. Uh, does radical forgiveness negate accountability? I think that was a very good question uh, the other mm, day. Important. Our friends, they were asking that. And uh, my dear friend listening today, you may come across these sort of things. Uh, you, you may be a Christian or practicing Christian, uh, going to church and still have some, uh, you know, experiences like this when it's hard to forgive or, it, or maybe somebody uh, you come across which is not happy to forgive you. <laughs> and if you have some of those stories, please don't hesitate to, to come with us and share with us uh, on this broadcast. And again, the number where you can send the text message today is 04888808811. But today we are going to look a little bit more into this question, how can I live a forgiving life? And that's important, you know, um, because... Yeah, we come across every day with uh, difficulties and people who may step on our toes and uh, all those things. But yeah, how can I live a forgiving life? And think very important question. And please stay with us uh, because we are going to to explore a little bit uh, more on this. But I'm just thinking now that uh, I could um, uh, hand it over to David, and I may ask David to take us through. Some things which uh, just occurred uh, recently, David, and uh, just under this section of uh, World Watch, uh, I would like you to, to share with us a little bit. I may have something else also uh, to come in a moment, but yeah, David, anything in the pipeline? Yes, Nick, there are always things going on which uh, are of great concern to the Christian community. So here in Australia, recently we've had uh, a very uh, disturbing development, and that is that the Australian Classification Board has looked at a particular book that's been available for sale and is, uh, is featured in some libraries as well. A complaint was made, and this book has been banned in a number of states in the United States because it's really a, a very disturbing book that's aimed at teenagers in particular. It adopts, in part, a cartoon style and I couldn't repeat some of the uh, the vile and filthy things that are shared uh, in this book. It's it's highly explicit, highly pornographic, and it is really 
aimed at people who are struggling with gender identity, right. but in in a way in a way that's not helping them, but it's going to hinder them. So at Family Voice, we've been very concerned about this, and we are currently campaigning to encourage people to contact the Prime Minister. We are urging him to sack the Australian Classification Board because the board is clearly derelict in its duty. We need a classification board which will make it safe for children if they're going into a bookshop, that there'll be some books which will be appropriate for them and others which are not able to be sold to them. Uh, And yet this book will be available to a child of any age to buy or to peruse in any library without restriction. So most disturbing situation there, Nick. Mm. And and now we don't want to... Advertise too much about that, but you know uh, what, what's the book? It's called Gender Queer, a memoir. Uh-huh. Gen- Gender Queer, a memoir. So it's written in uh, 2019 by Maria uh, by Maya Kobabe, I think is the pronunciation uh-huh. there. Uh, but very much bad news, Nick. Oh, that's not good, uh, David. And you know, just uh, not long ago, I, I heard those a bit of on the on the news that uh, I think it was in Queensland. They um, are working on a uh, on legislation to uh, to obstruct, uh, if you like, uh, any sort of uh, hate speech, for example. Mm. And yes. uh, you know, when you think of Books like this, which can uh, cause trouble for many people, you know, but to to do some legislation which is very vague at, at this point. I, I haven't got the article in front of me, but I just by memory, um, for example, you're not able to share maybe the Bible with some people, right? Because right. in the Bible, it's a lots of uh, reality of war and uh, uh, you know all sorts of things like that. Could the Bible be? Under this uh, legislation, of um, definitely, definitely, uh, people yeah. people can make complaints about whatever they like. And uh, you mentioned Queensland; it's an issue there, but also in Victoria, where it, it is illegal for anyone to provide any attempted assistance, mm-hmm. even with the consent of that person. In fact, in Victoria, it's now illegal to pray for someone who is going through gender confusion. It's illegal to pray for them, even with their permission. So uh, we were absolutely seeing our society unravel. It's most disturbing. Uh, unfortunately, it's partly because Christians have not been sufficiently active to pray and to be involved in shaping the culture. Mm. But uh, but the instruction to God's people is that we are to pray that we will live peaceful and quiet lives. And also in the Old Testament, the People of God in exile in Babylon were instructed to seek the peace and prosperity of the city. So, if we feel that we're not experiencing peace and prosperity, we need to ask: Well, are we praying sufficiently, mm-hmm. and are we being led by God sufficiently? Um, and that is, are we responding, I should say, to God sufficiently uh, when He leads us to be salt and light? That's correct. Yeah. Oh well, that's not good, uh, David. And but again, thank you so much for all your uh, work with uh, Family Voice Australia. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, standing uh, up and standing tall uh, with um, issues like this. Uh, I just, mm. I just like to uh, move a little bit to an article which concerned me when I read it a bit. It's about attacks on churches on the rise. In 
2023. This is a report uh, under the, you know, Christian headlines. And it says here that in the first three months of 2023, um, saw a dramatic increase in the number of attacks on churches nationwide. And this is in in America uh, Mm. compared to the same time frame the year before. According yeah. to a new report that uh, found such attacks uh, took place in nearly 30 states. Now, uh, the report by Family Researcher Council uh, found 69 acts of hostility against churches between January and March. Approximately mm-hmm. three times the number that was recording during the first three months of uh, 2022. Such acts of hostility include uh, vandalism, um, arson, uh, bomb threats, and uh, uh, gun-related violence. Among the 69 attacks on churches, the mass shooting uh, at the Covenant School, which is a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville, uh, yeah, just a couple, couple of weeks ago. That's correct. That's or, correct. Or was it last week? Last week, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Now, the the report uh, also noted that uh, if the rate continue like this in 2023, we will have the highest number of incidents of the six years FRC has tracked. The total of 29 states experienced attacks on mm. churches. Now, mm. when I look at this article, I wonder why a Christian in particular, in general, and in the church, they are not doing any activities, you know, to harm people. Mm. By contrary, offering all sorts of assistance to the community. Why is this hatred attitude towards churches or believers? Yeah, well, Jesus said, if they hate me, they'll hate you. Mm-hmm. So we're in a situation where we have people who are angry and upset with God and they want to take it out on Christian people. They don't like Christian people being precise about sin, and yet Jesus was exactly that. He he spoke about right and wrong. He said, unless you repent, you will perish. Mm. And uh, we we have a culture now that, uh, that doesn't like to hear that. But uh, it's funny, while, while we don't wish this to happen, uh, nevertheless, we rejoice in sufferings. I mean, I haven't suffered, but uh, you've mentioned that uh, awful massacre last week. The, the, uh, the, daughter, the young daughter at the school, the daughter of the pastor, was, um, was one of uh, three or four people who were killed. So uh, he, he is suffering, but he can rejoice in his sufferings for mm. two reasons. One is that we have hope in Christ, and secondly... Because uh, no matter how hard people try to destroy the church, they will never succeed because the gates of hell will not prevail. Uh, and uh, as Tertullian famously said, um, I think it was in the second century, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. So when, whenever Christians are persecuted, the church grows. Mm. And the, the efforts to stamp out Christianity are always futile. Yes. Again, uh, and um, the director of uh, FRC, uh, Ariele del Turco, uh, you know, it's saying here uh, that uh, if this continue to rise, uh, all these attacks on churches, 
it's very concerning because uh, it really uh, brings a, a climate of hostility uh, towards uh, uh, Christianity. Um, That's right. As, as yeah. I say, the, the Apostle Paul taught us to pray that we would enjoy peaceful and quiet lives. Mm. So that mm. should be our goal. That should be our prayer. And while persecution is inevitable, nevertheless, we do need to ask ourselves to what extent have we failed to evangelize sufficiently such that there is this hostility. Mm-hmm. Abraham Lincoln famously said, do, not, do I not destroy my enemies when I make them my friends? And this whole matter of forgiveness that you'll be exploring as the program continues is absolutely necessary to that. Jesus prayed for those who were nailing him, saying, mm. Father, forgive them. They hadn't yet repented, uh, and they were sort of doing their job. They were, they were, they were victims, really, of their own profession. And um, there are many people out there who are doing daft things, and they themselves are victims, although they're still responsible, of course. But the the way in which we can express forgiveness to them is the most powerful force in the world. It's It's the grace of God, the gospel of Jesus which enables forgiveness of sins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Del Del Turco added um, and um, uh, represented a deeply concerned trend and have the potential to be intimidating, he says. Mm. In response, Americans should be united in our affirmation of religious freedom and the ability of all people to worship and live out their faith freely yes. in a country like America. Can't yeah. believe this, you know, where uh, where the freedom of speech, you know, is, you know, uh, not to be touched. The and land right, of the yeah. brave and the free. Yes. That's right. Mm. Yes. Uh, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a country that has brought freedom to many other nations, uh, including to Australia during the Second World War. They were instrumental in protecting us. And uh, how tragic now that that nation has drifted so far from the gospel that uh, it's now become fashionable to bash Christians. And you know, uh, as you just said, David, uh, you know that saying that if if, if the America sneezes, uh, the rest of the world catches a uh, cold. I mean, if this is if this is practice or practice, mm-hmm. uh, how to say uh, a trend? Yeah, it's a trend. Then uh, uh, no wonder. Uh, mm. that you'll see these sort of things all over the world, and in particular in those countries with even more sensitive um, uh, relationship in between yes. different uh, groups and uh, religions and so on and so forth, you know? I think this yeah. is a con- very concerning uh, uh, situation. And uh, let's pray to God that uh, uh, God will intervene and uh, will be able to practice forgiveness and uh, to stand for the freedom of uh, speech, you know, uh, and and be able to still uh, proclaim the good news, the gospel uh, into this world. I think that's yes. uh, that's very important for us Christians, but not only because, as I said a bit earlier, many churches, I mean, most of the Christians, I will say, in the world, they have a heart of helping out people in the community. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and why should we uh, create this sort of... Um, unrest uh, particularly in among the people who are putting their lives uh, on the line to serve others indeed and that's something else we can do a better job uh, concerning and that is to explain the wonderful ways in which christian people are helping the community 
uh, you know, the, the founding of hospitals and schools and, uh, the, you know, the Red Cross and St. John's Ambulance and the Flying Doctor Service and mm. you name it, all of these wonderful things are, are going on. The society should be a bit more grateful to the to God who has given the gift of the church to the world that it may minister in the world, the love of God, the forgiveness of God and, and all the blessings that come from following him. Mm. Yes. Tracy, any, any thoughts in regard of this? Well, just as David was saying that, I was thinking, you know, the immense responsibility that we each have if we want to declare ourselves as Christians to work with the Holy Spirit to allow that transformation in our lives because when we declare ourselves Christians, if we do not live according to the code of Christianity, uh, which is we have those details in the Bible, then we run the risk of being hypocrites. Mm. And this is what often communities who want nothing to do with God and nothing to do with what his word says, um, this is one thing that pushes them towards that as well because they see people spouting off about you know how 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 the life should be and they don't see that in practice yeah that's so so true and so true and it's sad to see all these things going but uh, david as you pointed out uh, um, that's in the bible uh, it's prophesied that uh, these things will uh, will happen but let's uh, let's pray let's unite um, that um, we may be as one we may be uh, I mean, we may show a different uh, approach, a different attitude in the society, in the community. And uh, let's pray for those people who've been attacked and uh, they are going to be attacked and or persecuted and mistreated, um, that God will um, really take care of them and, yes. and give them... Um, give them rest and uh, peace in their minds. Now, while I'm saying this, um, before I'm going to take a short break here and maybe play a song, I, I like to mention the offer which we have for today because this offer, it's about Teach Us to Pray. It's a wonderful book by uh, Tamira Horst and, um, you know, Teach Us to Pray. It's about entering into a relationship with the one who can satisfy that deep yearning of our soul and it that can be even in these cases we talk about here about you know persecution and um, other things why not to to send us a text message my dear friend listening uh, right now and claim this offer which we have for you today the code is SA113 SA113 Please send that uh, text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. We are going to take a short break, David. If you like to stay with us, uh, just hold the line, and uh, when we'll come back, uh, you may you may I'll, want I'll to. Have to. I'll have to sign off now, Nick. No uh, worries. But it's it's a pleasure to have uh, you with us, uh, David. May God bless you, and uh, looking forward to see you in the studio here sometime. Thank you. All right. This is a song um, by Alison Krauss. Please enjoy. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
That is a beautiful song when uh, no one stands alone by uh, Alison Kraus and uh, welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Tracy Papandreou. We are um, uh, talking about uh, forgiveness uh, for the whole week, but uh, in particular um, uh, today we would, um, would like to continue on this um, question. How can I live? A forgiving life. We may talk about forgiveness and maybe most of the time we may like uh, to hear about forgiveness from others. Tracy, I'm just wondering, you know, even from your own experience, uh, if you like to share something, please feel free to do that. And my mm. dear friend listening today, yeah, come along, come with us here today, send us a text message and share probably um, some thoughts about forgiveness and your experience uh, in, about forgiveness. And you can send the text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. But yeah, w- what would you like to to say when we pose this question? Is it possible to forgive? Mm. I think sometimes and to live a forgiving to live life. A forgiving yeah. life. Yeah. I think to be really, really honest, uh, in some occasions, 
it's almost impossible for us to forgive in our own human strength. Nick, I've been fortunate enough in that in my lifetime, I haven't had you know, some really, really difficult things to forgive that some people experience and have to deal with. Mm. You know, some people experience things like a drunk driver killed one of their children and they have to try to learn to forgive that driver. They have situations where um, perhaps a family member has raped them or or things like that Mm. that are huge. Mm. Those are really huge things. I haven't had anything like that, but I have had um, offences which I've had to work through. And I found that the difference for me in trying to work through forgiveness as a born again Christian, as opposed to, you know, I'm just, I'm a nice person and I try to do my best. You know, I'm reminded of the fact that we are actually told that in the scriptures, if we do not forgive others, then we will not be forgiven by God. Mm-hmm. And when I came across this difficult situation for me, a, a, a close friend had, Offended me, uh, betrayed me. I f- I felt, and um, it was difficult for me because I knew I had to work through it. Mm-hmm. I knew I had a responsibility, and I knew that because um, in Matthew six fourteen, um, Jesus speaking, and this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. He actually says, "For if you forgive men their trespasses." Your heavenly Father will also forgive you, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And I took that very seriously. Mm-hmm. As I was looking today at the scriptures, um, I was reminded of the fact that those um, two verses are actually directly after the Lord's Prayer, and we we often say the Lord's Prayer, and we kind of gloss over the, you know, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, you know, all kind of nice words and things. But it's, you know, when the rubber hits the road, when we actually have uh, a need to forgive somebody, and often we will find that in our hearts we don't want to forgive. You know, nothing within us makes us want to forgive. But I think as born-again Christians who are followers of the Bible, who take the Lord's counsel and the Lord's advice and the Lord's admonishment seriously, we know that we have to do that. But what do we do when our feelings do not line up Mm With what we are admonished to do. Yeah, uh, yeah Tracy, you you said that that praise God for that that you didn't have serious um, you know situations um, to to really hunt you you know uh, and to to follow you in for the rest of your life because there could be situations like that. Absolutely. But you know, as you reminded us again from the Bible how we are invited to forgive. The problem is, and I heard this many times, saying that um, an unforgiving uh, attitude, an unforgiving heart, it's like uh, 
you drink poison and you wish the other person uh, to to die <laughs> you know yes and and that's why the bible is teaching us to address these situations yes. now there are there are there can be couple of situations with forgiveness either to uh, to put your conscience to to sleep kind of you know just to ignore it put it aside there but when you come across something very personal Well, let's talk a bit, uh, for example, uh, relationship uh, mm. issues mm. in the families, which in these days it's so common. Um, people just to leave their partner, you know, or to betray and to, you know, all those things. Imagine how difficult it is for each one of them. Mm. Mm. And I need to ask this. I mean, the reason I'm bringing this up Because I've been in a situation like that. Mm. You know, I know what it means when a friend of yours runs away with your wife. Yes, <laughs> you yes. Know? And how can you forgive that? Mm. How can you forgive that? Mm. But how can you live? How can you continue to live with that bitterness also? So I would just, if you feel comfortable, I would just ask you, Nick, how do you think you worked through that forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, I thank God for his power and strength because mm. uh, I think you mentioned that we can't do anything on our own power. Even if it's a little thing or a big thing, you know, but uh, too often we take matter in our hands and we're thinking, okay, we sort it out. Myself, I thank God that God gave me power mm. to overcome that and to forgive. Mm, and were you and, going to God and saying, for example, I know I've had to do this, where you say, God, I don't actually want to forgive, but I know your word tells me that I should forgive mm, and I know it's better for me, mm, me personally, if I'm able to forgive. So please at least make me want to forgive mm, with your help. Did you have to kind of... You know, go that track. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I was talking to God a lot uh, in that period of time, but uh, you know, it came to my mind uh, situations like, for example, if I will come across with that person which uh, you know betrayed me, and if I will see that person in a in a situation which needs my help, how I can help that person? You know, or. Uh, Or I will run away, you know, I will go like the, in the Bible, you know, that story when uh, um, a man fall into the hands of a... You're talking about the Good Samaritan? Yeah, the Good Samaritan, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. what do you call those people who the harm bandits. you? The bandits. Mm -hmm. The bandits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the priest passing by and making himself busy not to attend that. There were the Levites passing by not to attend that. And I will ask myself... I mean, if that could come across, how I will attend that? Mm, mm, mm. And then um, one thing I I, um, I think it was good for me uh, to to be able to to deal with this situation. You know, I'm a little bit uh, lost of words when we talk about those things because they're not nice to no. to, to remember many no. things like that. And and that's another thing uh, to forgive. It's also to Let it go, you know, it's to not give just, it to God. it's not just uh, how people says, um, I forgive, but I cannot forget. <laughs> you know, that's not good. You need to forgive and forget, you know, put it uh, behind you. But, but again, 
only possible with a God. lot of the time with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, I believe one important thing for me was that I have love for my neighbor. Doesn't matter who that is. And how I can express my love if I cannot sort out some uh, situation which may happen. Mm, mm. And, you know, uh, it took uh, a while, you know, but I remember myself when I stretched my hand, you know, towards that person, you know, even even though that person was hesitating, you know, to, to reconcile. But myself, I just stretched my hand and I say, look, uh, yeah, let's move on, you know. Yes, yes. Um, difficult, not easy. Mm, and, mm. you know, it's probably we made, as you just pointed out a bit earlier, uh, when somebody does against us something, you know, and we're thinking all sorts of ways, so how should we approach, what we should do. But what about if when we wrong somebody, mm. how we live with that mm. when we wrong? And, there, you know, there are things uh, which we wrong people Daily, you know, yes. sometimes. Yes. Uh, but I believe that we need to pray first, pray mm. to God to give us power and strength, and then don't leave it there. Uh, time, it's necessarily. Sometimes it's necessary to, to offer a period of time, you know, mm. to, mm. um, things to, to be able to come in the right way, because you can't just go in, ask forgiveness or. Uh, no, and for the Holy Spirit to yeah, work. Yeah. Yeah. But, I think we need to do it. And anyway, I I came across many times when I had to go uh, myself and I say, look, there is an unease here, a situation, what we should do. Because I cannot live with that. I cannot mm. uh, have peace in my heart. I can, you know, I cannot sleep well. Or I cannot go to church and pretend, you know, that I'm a good Christian going to church and I know that uh, I have some uh, some things to sort out. And that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we have to really be honest with ourselves. You know, we can't be there kind of quoting the scripture that scriptures that suit us and then turning our backs on the scriptures that are harder. You know, because ultimately, even the scriptures that are harder, that seem harder for us. I mean, Nick, you would have experienced, I've experienced it, the peace that comes when you eventually realize that you have completely forgiven mm. that person. But often uh, you hear people say things like, yes, but they, you know, they're, they're not even sorry. You know, they haven't even said sorry. So how, how can I possibly forgive them? And some people kind of have this idea that forgiveness is based on the person recognizing mm. their er their error and asking for forgiveness but nowhere in the bible does it actually say that our um need to forgive a person who has done us wrong is conditional on whether that person has you know repented and come to us mm -hmm. and asked for forgiveness it's really we kind of have to kind of leave that other person with god and leave that situation of God having to work with them and sort out the helping them to understand mm -hmm. and and their you know where they've gone wrong, but instead focusing on our relationship with God, allowing the Holy Spirit to work on 
work on us. I personally do believe, and some people find this easier than others, and some circumstances allow for it more than others, that it is a better situation to actually have a conversation with the person to explain how the situation has made you feel. Mm -hmm. Because so often we have situations where one person offends another person and the person who was the offender sometimes is not even aware Mm. that they have even done anything. Mm. And instead, you know, there's just the cold shoulder and all of this and just poisoning of relationships where if people were... now. If I come to that person and I say, you know, when you said that or when you mm-hmm. did that, you know, I, I, that I really found that very, very difficult. You know, I felt that I was betrayed or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, that gives the other person the opportunity to acknowledge and and ask for forgiveness. Now they may not. Yeah. They may. They may go. Too bad, yeah, too and, bad. And, and that's, yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt mm. you, uh, um, because you're right, actually, uh, the Bible encourages us to act towards forgiveness uh, regardless. To but, have good relationships yes. wherever possible, to have peace Correct. with others. Correct. But I'd like to, because while you raise that thing, mm. some people may just come up and say, hey, uh, then um, we are sinners. We are all uh, wrong, uh, wrong God, you know. Uh, then it's, it's up to God. It's up to God to, you know, He needs to forgive us even if I don't uh, acknowledge or uh, repent, for example, you know. This is interesting because that's why in a relationship with our um, fellow, uh, you know, brother, with our neighbor, mm. yeah, you cannot force people to acknowledge that. That they wronged you. You cannot force them. No. But there is, uh, in, and in the Bible, uh, you may want to go in the, in, in Matthew. If a brother, uh, wronged you, or uh, if you know that a brother has something against you, mm-hmm. uh, leave your, um, offer, uh, there before you go into the temple, you know, to bring your offer and go and sort out that, uh, that uh, problem. Now, Matthew 18, it says that if you, if there is a situation, and you pointed out a bit earlier, you need to bring with you one or two witnesses, and you go to approach the person. And if that person is, but you first go individually to that. Yeah, person. but if that person may not want to, you to go uh, yeah. personally, may not. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, there is a there is a process. There is a process, and the the reason why that process it's important. Uh, now I know it's not much practic practice in the West, but where I come from, it's very much practiced, you know. Mm, mm. Um, I I would say, too, that that's often more about helping to point out to a brother where he has strayed from the word, mm -hmm. where he is kind of straying from uh, the council in in the word. And not only, that that can be the case, but even if it's something else, uh, um, a broken relationship, Mm -hmm. a broken relationship, you you may go, because always, when a... a, Refusing to forgive or something like that. When it's a broken relationship, Mm -hmm. there is already a block of the law. Which he falls uh, yeah, away from, right, from the he's not forgiving. Bible, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. And then you need to approach in that way. Mm-hmm. And if that's what the Bible says in Matthew 18, if that person hears you, 
you save the soul. Mm-hmm. But if you don't go, it may just stagnate there. It, it, you keep that coldness, as you said earlier, you know, uh, a, a, a cold shoulder there. Yes, yes. But if you go, it's an opportunity. Now, yes. that person may say, yes, yeah, indeed, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry for this or that. Or may say, no, that's not your problem. Then you have two witnesses to count that one because otherwise, as you said, you carry on that. So it can be a, a bit of um, going around and tell other people about how bad is that person and create even a worse scenario. Yeah, that's th- why you base always on witnesses, these sort of things. As long as everyone's coming with the right attitude. And I think one of the reasons why that doesn't get done as much these days, and I agree that it does need to be done because it's because it's biblical, is often you need to be very careful that everyone who's coming to point out to the brother or sister the error of their way, mm-hmm. that they're coming with the right attitude. Correct. Yeah. And, and saying that, uh, Tracy. Again, it's important when it's a principle of the Bible. Mm. We need to trust in God that he will take care of that process too. We cannot just um, uh, skip it, you know, and say, oh, but what about if this and that? And that's no. my, in my case, let, let, let me just share with you a mm. very interesting story. When um, I decided, because yeah, I had a broken relationship, yes. uh, my marriage fall apart and I was in the church. And it was interesting because with my all goodwill, uh, I went to the, you know, and we divorced on uh, agreement. I should have said, okay, uh, you did this or that, you are responsible for that. But on the um, divorce certificate, that was not mentioned the reason of divorce. Mm. And per uh, Bible instruction <laughs> to say so, you know, you're not able to remarry. Mm, exactly. Because to remarry, you need to have even death or uh, unfaithfulness. Yes. You know? Now, if that was not stipulated in the uh, divorce certificate, then you cannot remarry. And I find myself, I say, oh, okay, I'm stuffed, you know, in this way. But I pray to God. I pray to God. And then again was this approach of Matthew 18. And people may deny. People may say, oh, um, you know, I don't want to say anything. Mm. But I pray to God. And I came before the council of people, you know, and uh, they said, it's a pity that uh, is not recorded in the certificate. And people knew, you know, in the community that something like that happened. But they were not willing to speak, you know, to to mm. side you, you know. Mm. But God intervened and said, oh, let's have a, a vote and a secret vote. Right. And everyone will do that on uh, on their responsibility. And then everyone uh, actually voted uh, for me because they knew the situation, you know, to be able to remarry. And I knew myself that I can remarry because yeah. I knew the reality, you know. Exactly. And that's what you I know? was going to say. Regardless of what's written on a certificate, yeah, God, knows, God knows that, well, these days... It doesn't get written on a certificate, yeah. right? It just, you know, it's incompatible is what gets yeah. put on a certificate. Yeah. But the parties involved know whether, you know, you have biblical grounds to move on or not. Yeah. So that was a, 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 a difficult thing, I'm sure, to, to work through. And you mentioned Matthew 18 where um, in verses 21 to 22 is where Peter actually comes to 
to to Christ and he kind of says to him, you know, how many times should we forgive our brother? And he thinks he's being so good by saying seven times. And and Christ says no, seventy times seven. You know, which basically is is a way of saying mm, no. You infinite. know, you're you're, <laughs> you're expected to continually forgive. Now that doesn't mean that you continue to put yourself in a situation where you allow somebody to continually hurt you. There and we say that in a, a dorm, not to be a doormat. Yeah, there yeah. may be situations where you have to, for example, um, close the door on a friendship because that that person is is a toxic situation sure. to you. You know, you can still have forgiveness in your heart for a person, but also acknowledge that there is a need in order to protect yourself to be able to, you know. F- close relationships, etc. Mm. Um, you know, and again, we need wisdom from the Holy Spirit for, yeah. for all of that. But I'd like to mention a couple of examples that I kind of find, you know, amazing. And they were quite, well, famous is not the right word, but they were publicized heavily at the time. So there was a mass shooting that took place within an Amish community in America in October 2006 where... Um, a uh, white supremacist, uh, he came in and he actually it was a young guy. He uh, came to the community and which just had a one-room schoolhouse, and he shot down ten girls, um, and and five were actually killed. Now the amazing thing that happened there was the afternoon of the shooting one of the Amish grandfathers of one of the girls who were killed he expressed forgiveness towards the killer Mm. and that same day Amish neighbours because the killer then he then turned the gun on himself Mm. and he he killed himself and that same day the Amish neighbours visited the family of the killer to comfort them in their Sorrow for their loss, too. Mm. You know, and mm. that that's an amazing thing. Mm. You know, and those people, I think, have shown, you know, that I, they understood that they needed to act out their forgiveness. Now, sometimes you do need time. You know, I can remember saying to this friend who I had difficulties with, I know I need to forgive you. I'm not at that point right now. Please give me some space because I'm working with God to get to that place. Like I knew I had to get Mm. there, but I also knew I needed some space. I was very honest. I said, right now I can't be in your presence at all. Yeah. You know, but I need that time. Like I was aware of that responsibility. But these people, you know, that was a huge thing. The day that five of their young girls within the community were, were shot, that afternoon, they they got together and they said, "We need to go and help the family of, they of act this." They act on forgiveness. Yeah, wonderful. It's a very good story, uh, Tracy. And and my dear friend, listening today, you may be affected by what we're talking about here because you may have something going on in your life. Please don't hesitate to to seek for help. And you know, we have a wonderful program. Also, it's called Forgive to Live. Mm. If you have a situation when you you look at yourself and you cannot forgive yourself for certain things, why not to search for this program, Forgive to Live, and learn how to live your life 
abundantly, not to be trapped into the circumstances of uh, some things uh, which happen in your life. And also I'd like to mention the offer which we have for um, for today, How to Pray. Mm. It's a wonderful book. Uh, you can uh, uh, ask for this book by sending a text message uh, with the code SA113, SA113. And the number where you can send a text message is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and we'll be very happy to organize that for you. Now, Tracy, uh, the time <laughs> went so quick uh, today. I mean, when I look at this topic, we thought uh, maybe, oh, well, you know, it's not easy to talk uh, about these things. But hey, time went so quickly. I wonder if you could um, y- use a minute or two maxim to uh, to bring it together a bit and maybe share with our listener some uh, some thoughts i think the key points are that if you see yourself as a true believer that you're honest with yourself and you understand that that you are bound to uh to to live your life according to the um the principles that are given to us in the Bible, and that includes forgiving others. Now, we know that in yourself, that's not always an easy thing to do. Almost always, you'll need the Holy Spirit. You know, don't feel bad if you don't have the right feelings of forgiveness at that point in time. Just take it to God. If you will truly surrender it to God, He can change your heart and he can make it so much better. Don't don't continue to think on bad things, you know, and and let it poison your life. I'd like to bring up one scripture. Philippians 4:8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to work with you and work through you and come to that place of forgiveness, you won't be able to think on good things mm. and, and you won't be able to put these things out of your mind. Bring it to God because he can actually change these things. Luke one thirty seven says, For nothing is impossible, will be impossible with God. Amen. And that's our prayer for you, my dear friend, uh, today to trust in God and he will take you through. That's all for from us uh, today. Um, thank you, Tracy, for being part of this program and thank you for joining us, my dear friend. Please come again with us. Uh, I'll be here with a friend from uh, Alice Spring, David uh, Gilmore, uh, next time when uh, we are going to talk church and ministry in a post-biblical world. And the question which we'll ask uh, next time is, what is the mission of the church? Is still relevant today? Until then, may God richly bless you and have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.